millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Greetings Grapple fans, uh, welcome to another edition of the Pro Wrestling Index right here on the Anfield Index podcast channel. I am your host Andy Wales and normally I am joined by my audio tag team partner Mo Chatra, but oh, you know, suplexes, punches, kicks and whatever movie you want to think of, none of them things could keep him down, but man flu could. So unfortunately, there's no more uh, this week. Uh, but our star behind the glass, yes, the, the the man behind the show, who you don't always hear from, but uh, we couldn't do it without him. Our very own Guy Drinkle, he's uh, stepped in at the last minute uh, as an emergency tag team partner for me for tonight. Uh, so Guy, welcome to the show and thanks for uh, stepping in for more. Ah, no problem, no problem. Uh, I was here anyway, so why not just actually speak for a little bit? Um, but yeah, I feel like I feel like Michael Cole, Cole on SmackDown. <laughs> oh, uh, we went, but yes, we went behind the scenes there. Who would have known Michael Cole was there at SmackDown? <gasps> a Raw announcer. But I thought the two brands were against each other. Oh my word! Blast, the secrets are all coming out now. <laughs> Even Michael Cole can't fix a tongue, to be fair. <clears throat> Before we start, how good was the two-man boo? <laughs> well, there is something to be said for that. And, you know, hint, hint, WWE. Hint, 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 hint. Two-man booth works so much better than the three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Sure, come Royal Rumble, we'll have a 30-man booth at some point yet. Two-man booth, it works so much better. It flows, it's better, it just... It's better, it's better, it's better. Keep it that way. Please, 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 do keep it that way. Uh, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure Tom Phillips is there to take over at some point uh, on SmackDown. I think that's what we've been primed with. But, do um, need Maro Ronaldo back, though. Just, just his, mm, his, he's so lively, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, even though he flubs his lines here and there, he's so passionate, it's great. But uh, I... I I do wonder what's going to happen somewhere down the line. Anyway, uh, and it, let, let's let's crack on with things. Um, not not the greatest week of WWE programming. Um, I seem to say that rather a lot. Um, and actually, we've got to say this is one of those rare weeks as well where there hasn't been a pay per view. 
Um, I know there's a, it's pretty much every other week now it seems, but yeah, no pay per view. TV a little bit flat, but fear not, uh, listeners, we do have plenty to chat about. Uh, we've got some of your questions to get through as well, and some mania topics to uh, to navigate through, including uh, tag team divisions and a certain tag team from the past that everyone's talking about. I wonder who they could be. Anyway, don't free, don't you fret. We will not delete that subject from our questions. Uh, all of that is to come tonight. But guy, we're going to start with Raw, and just briefly, your thoughts overall on the show. Thumbs up, thumbs down, somewhere in the middle. Uh, <laughs> thumbs down till the last. Oh, how long was the last segment? Fifteen, twenty minutes. <laughs> it was pretty meh till the end, wasn't it? I mean, there's a couple. Good uh, sports and Kevin Owens and steal, steal. I wouldn't say stealing the show. I'm not, I'm not putting Ziggler's crappy gimmick on him, but yeah, the, Kevin Owens' promo game it, since he's had his character change, it, it, it it's so much better. It, it's making him better. It's just a shame that it's not on, not in the main event picture where it should have been. Um, but yeah, Roman Reigns getting hit by two buses. Um, uh, yeah. Braun Strowman, he's definitely. If he was against the Undertaker, I think many people would be scared of the Undertaker dying. Uh, and the the last segment, I mean, Triple H, Mick Foley, we've had that in the past, and it's fantastic. Adding Stephanie and, and Seth Rollins coming back, I mean, I, it was a crap episode of Raw, let's be honest. But that 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 was that shocked me. I wasn't expecting it. I really wasn't. Yeah. I will. I will say I was genuinely surprised to uh, to the way that it transpired. It was a good ending. Uh, just on that Roman Reigns bit, yeah, yeah, he did get hit by two trains. Uh, one was that um, really, really stiff drop kick from uh, Ginger Juice. That was man. That was so stiff. It was great. And as uh, so I swear, them veins are going to pop. With Jinder, those veins all over his body. I've never seen so many veins since the Ultimate Warrior tied them ties really tight. <laughs> oh, it is actually scary. I mean, yeah, just every time, every time he's on TV, and I don't know why he's on TV, but he, he just—it's just terrifying. I don't know how that's not PG with him on him on screen. It's terrifying. Every time I see Jinder Mahal lately, I keep thinking. He's going to be taking 30 days off sometime soon. I get that feeling. <laughs> when does contract um, renewal start? <laughs> but yeah, that, that, was, um, that was a pretty stiff one. And uh, I'm not so sure Roman Reigns was quite expecting that. He didn't look too happy about that one. <laughs> you could see the little glint in his eye. Yeah, the, the, wasn't, wasn't too chuffed, I think, with that, with that shot. But that was, uh, that was quite funny. But not as funny as... Um, you know, from out of nowhere, Braun Strowman barging into him and sending him flying. Train I, out of nowhere. <laughs> I laughed. Oh my god, how I laughed! I laughed and I laughed. That was, it was, it was a genuinely funny moment. You just, you didn't, you didn't expect it. I mean, when it kind of, when he kind of stopped, it was like, okay, someone's attacking him. But it's just weird. From a start, I know it sounds boring, but it was actually really funny that moment. But it's just a bit annoying that they are really just going to feed Braun Strowman till Mania to Reigns. I know he lost at the pay-per-view, but to keep 
it busy, or brains busy, they're going to still just keep doing that, and then probably on the go, I'm sure they're going to finally feed him in a, in another match. And then Undertaker will probably brawl with him or something. And then maybe maybe they might tease Strowman vs Undertaker again, which seems to be the rumour, but yeah, it it I genuinely laughed. Just the fact that he went about ten feet and then still fe- fell in that little ditch next to the ramp, it was <laughs> Oh if any harder he would have actually ended up in the crowd. <laughs> and on and just briefly on the camera, well, yeah, again, you know, in, you know, the spotlight is finally where it should be on me. The promos look absolutely great. He's, he's just, he is so great in this role. And it's a shame, really, that we didn't get to see more of this with the title around him. Mm, very much so. I think he has much more to give and hopefully to another title reign as, you know, at the top of the card in this kind of, um, Kevin Owens character because it's just it's just so great to watch and it is really really compelling and with a couple of good or something but you know we'll, we'll see that's the future let's see how it goes away. but last segment just something curious about that because I've got to say when, when Ethel first got injured I asked the question is it a bit of a work you know is, is it he hurt his knee a bit and then it, you know just to make it more dramatic when he actually turns up on any and then obviously it kind of transpired the stories that were coming out that it could be quite serious. It could be out for, for uh, some time and you're thinking, okay, maybe it wasn't a work. And now we're thinking in the interest of his health, should they really rush him back? Uh, if, you know, he's got, he's got a long career. It should hopefully have a long career ahead of him. You know, keep it for mania. You could use that to develop a different story, but the way that he, you know, how sort of free, how freely he moved and and sprinted into the ring and then moved around. I've I've got to say that he didn't look too bad, did he? He was moving pretty good there. Mm, he, he looked he looked really good. I mean, obviously, I think we've uh, even more have criticised his work since he came back from injury. That it's not been as smooth, but he he doesn't see he doesn't seem like he lost any. Uh, how would you word it? Ag- agility or mobility in that little segment from his uh, his face run, shall we say? But yeah, he, he looked fine. Um, obviously, they wouldn't <laughs> they wouldn't be putting him in a spot where he's getting a was it a, what was it a, a, a figure four leg lock or Indian death lock or whatever it was? You yeah, it was a death lock. Yeah, you won't be doing no, that. Well, if there's you... any risk. Yeah, he was taking he was taking shots to the knee. Obviously, we know that. It's not full on or anything like that, but it's still. If you are actually carrying the injury like that, it's very. It's you know, it's too risky to do. But he was taken and he took the couple of good swipes to the knee, obviously for effect. And it, it kind of suggests that either unless he was massively padded, the knee was massively padded to to absorb any kind of impact. Uh, and and because the the opposite, you know, the alternative to this is it's a way of perhaps <clears throat> writing off him actually being at Mania and putting it back, you know, it, it's rather than him not being able to, you know, follow through on his promise to turn up at Mania, this attack could be a storyline way of him missing Mania and perhaps coming back a little bit further down the road. I mean, do you think that's a possibility? 
Um, with the rumours of how they're going to use Triple H um, after Mania with this NXT stable with him, um, Joe and Kevin Owens, it, it could spread for a, it could span for a, at least a few months, and then that gets you back into SummerSlam season. That's obviously the next big pay per view. Um, so you could easily see the match at SummerSlam if needs be. Um, I think every everyone would like to see it at Mania because I think it's I think it's a it's been booked in a certain way that it is actually main it's Mania worthy and especially with this year's card at Mania it is gonna it's gonna need some kind of big story driven match that is of some quality because as as we've seen Triple H can still go in a high quality match I mean it's, he's st- he's still he's still a good worker. Um, but yeah, I, I think it could easily get pushed back to SummerSlam because what what will be in April? Four months, three months, something like that. Um, but yeah, I think if you if you bring up I don't know Finn, bring yeah, back Finn, it's... then you can have him and um, probably Sami Zayn, Chris no, Chris, Chris Jericho, they'll fill him in with someone else. You can have easily feud with that um, new stable till till due time, and then you can just fill in Seth Rollins and then. Here you go, match back on on the second biggest spectacle in in uh, wrestling. Yeah, it, it's it's certainly plausible. I mean, the thing from my perspective is, I just hope that if he is going to be there at Mania, he is his knee's going to be in good enough shape to do it, mm. uh, and they're not going to risk him too much because you know he he is he is an inventor. He's a great talent. I think he was just beginning to uh, get into his stride. So, and it was an unfortunate injury. So, you know, for all I'd like to see the match at Mania, I'd prefer to see him fully, you know, fully recovered, fully fit, and make sure he is really healthy. And then if that means SummerSlam, then so be it. Because the, the, he has more to offer than just one match at one event. You know, the, there's so much more. And I, and I understand, obviously, Mania is a huge thing in the industry. And people and guys want to be there, you know, it, it, just for the profile as much as obviously it's a big payday. So, yeah, I, I just I, I hope between between Rollins and and the WWE that they do make the right call for Rollins' long term career rather than just you know for the sake of this WrestleMania. Yeah, I fully agree. He, he's a he's a big part of uh, especially the Raw roster, which is kind of it's a bit dead, especially when all the part timers go back off to. Counting the money and stuff, they'll need Rollins long term. Yeah, after after part time mania. <laughs> um, so moving across then uh, from from um, uh, from one roster that contains um, a fair few part timers to uh, to a roster that has a couple of part timers, including one um, positioned as the boss. Uh, SmackDown thoughts on that this week because. I mean, as as I said to you before we went on air, I feel like I, I watch the same episode of SmackDown for about three or four weeks, and then I see another episode of SmackDown for about three or four weeks running. I just feel like it's the same thing week in, week out. That's because it is. <laughs> um, uh, you, you think you see new matches like Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James, but nobody cares. <laughs> There's just loads of stuff that nobody cares about. I mean. Imagine giving time to Mojo Rawley versus Dolph Ziggler for a crappy feud. That's only going to be in the Andrew the Giant Battle Royale. Um, 
there was only one thing of note. I mean, the, the repetitive crap we've seen backstage interviews with Baron Corbin when he's not very good at them. Um, yeah, a, AJ versus um, Shane. The the only newsworthy or good thing that I that actually I remember from SmackDown. So I'm not gonna lie, I can't remember a lot of what happened on SmackDown. Um, but yeah. Uh, AJ getting fired, shall we say, in uh, in quotation marks, um, mm. and then obviously the most pointless tag team match ever between American Alpha and Usos getting pretty much overshadowed by an injured Shane McMahon wandering around the back, getting carried by Finley, who doesn't like to fight anymore. Um, yeah, just yeah, not. It, it was just a bit weird. Um, but yeah, not it's good, good to see that. It's well, not good to see because it's, I think it's a waste of AJ. But um, it's it's nice that it's just settled now, and we pretty much know what the card is. And obviously, you and Mo went through it last week. Yeah, I mean, on the women's thing, I mean, this is a this is it's not just a women's division, you know. But it seems to be particularly apparent in the women's division that a consequence of everybody beating everybody, you know, week after week after week. Instead of getting the Champions League, you end up with the Championship, you know, for a football analogy. Yeah. And it's just, it, it's, nobody really cares because nobody stands out. Nobody looks special. They all look alongside each other. So you, you feel like you've got a mediocre champion with mediocre challenges. And, and it's not, why would you get involved? Why would you emotionally invest in it? Why would you be bothered? And people aren't. And that's a shame because there are some good ones, you know, some, some talented workers there. It, it really, it, it really needs a big rethink. Um, and the, the whole booking policy needs a, needs a bit of a shake up, I think. But as for, I've got to say on, on AJ Styles, that promo he gave, that, that was great. You know, but AJ's been as a heel has been given the the probably the best promos of his career for a guy that apparently couldn't talk, and it certainly wasn't thought to be one of his strengths. Yeah, as a heel, his promos have been great. There has been as good as anybody because if it it feels authentic, it feels real, it feels like he's been allowed to just speak rather than he's reciting a, a speech that's a script that's been written for him. So. That that promo was great. The action they had between each other with him and Shane, that that was well done. I've got to say, it was pretty well done. Even though you know the whole bleeding thing wasn't very. Um, oh very, God, he's bleeding! Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, he's bleeding. Hang on, I need to explode another pouch. Yeah, that the, didn't feel get so the great. Ketchup. Get <clears throat> yeah, the and ketchup. it, it kind of takes me back as well to the one of the first episodes of SmackDown. Where Shane McMahon stood in the ring and said, um, it's about these guys. It's about the wrestlers. It's not about me. It's not about us, him and being him and Daniel Bryan. It's about the wrestlers and opportunities. So what do we have at WrestleMania? Shane McMahon. <laughs> so, yeah. To be fair, he's like the third most over person on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, he got a massive pop when he came back. And then after a few weeks, everybody remembered why. Yeah, he wasn't all that good in the first place because he—he's just a stunt. He's a stunt junkie. He's a—he's a stunt man. Yes, he's a stunt man with some limited abilities, but he can talk. So uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and then we obviously the end bit. Um, uh, pretty much the same stuff that we got last week between Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. You know, 
I'm a little confused, guy. I've got to say, I'm a little confused. How yeah. does how, how does how does Randy Orton get positioned as a babyface in this when he's hatched this maniacal plan to lie, cheat, and deceive people, split up a whole group of friends, um, then turn have them all turn on one another, then get trusted to the point where you can then go and burn someone's house down and then turn on them. Does does that sound like the behaviour of a babyface? I'm 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 a tad confused as to why the crowds are supposed to be cheering for Randy Orton and booing Bray Wyatt. I'm I'm slightly confused here. Nothing gets talent over like arson. That's the only way to put it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's so it's so weirdly booked. I mean, Bray Wyatt gets he pretty he gets quite facey reactions I'd say I mean he's quite over unless he kind of goes into insult mode whereas Randy Orton's just a damp squib it's, it's not great Um, it's just fortunate that you know that Randy Orton's a good worker because that that um, uh, piece on Smackdown I mean the first half of it where it was just Randy Orton it was literally regurgitated crap from last week where it was literally the exact same um, but yeah, Bray Wyatt kind. Of, he's the only he's the charismatic um, half in that feud, and uh, he needs to he needs to he needs to keep this level of um, uh, performance up, both in the ring and on the mic, because it, it's <laughs> Randy Orton ain't gonna build it on the mic. Yeah, well that's it. I mean Bray Wyatt really. Let, let's be honest. Bray Wyatt has been getting babyface reactions for something like two years. You know the followers, the phones, everything. You know, it, it's it, it's very babyface. That that's what he does, and he's charismatic. So why not? You know, we've seen a few before. People didn't really take to it. They did have a good match, but people didn't really get excited about it. Throwing the title in there doesn't suddenly make it very <laughs> exciting. But very flipping the characters over, and that you know Bray is suddenly the babyface for people to get behind. And Randy Orton is now the heel, the maniacal heel, you know, who's been so twisted by being beaten by Bray that he's now sort of turned and, you know, split everything, you know, burned his house down and all that. You know, perhaps people can actually get emotionally invested in that when you, you know, you flip it over and you, because you're telling a slightly different story in there rather than a regurgitated and reformatted one of the same story. You're now telling a different story from two different angles. So. Yeah. I think there's again there's an opportunity there, and it's not too late either. That's the thing; it's not yeah. too late, and it and it would make sense. So, you know, it does kind of need to happen. I mean, <laughs> all they've done in this feud really is separate Luke Harper and kind of make him a face, and now he's not on TV anymore. Even though he was really, he was shit hot when he uh, him and Randy were having their bit. Um, but yeah, I fully agree. I mean, Brit, we've been waiting for Brit to turn face since probably, I don't know, <laughs> his first year, probably after that. Because after his feud with Cena, I mean, his character kind of died pretty quickly and just kind of fell down the card and then injuries and then crap booking and then feuds with, well, feud with Roman Reigns got him really over. I mean, that was probably the best moment after that to build on the, the uh, excitement from that feud, but yeah, it's one. It's it, it needs to have him turned face because no, but Randy Orton's not a good face anyway. 
I mean, it's not like it's Cena in there. It's it's Randy Orton who's who's been a heel. It's the only time people have given a crap about Randy Orton was when he was a heel. Uh, whether that was Legend Killer when he was when he was charismatic and he, he was having really good feuds with good story, or he was the head of legacy, booting people in the head and ending careers, and then yeah. obviously attacking as a, um, Triple H's family as well. <laughs> yeah, as a vicious heel. Yeah, that's that's either as an arrogant heel or a you know a maniacal vicious evil heel. That that's that's kind of the, you know they're the characters that seem to really suit him best and suit his work right you know his work best as well so it's you know just go with the flow it, it, for me it makes sense go with the flow give it a try you know and that's the thing it would also give the opportunity for Luca to come back and that in itself would get a babyface reaction so you know it would pretty much turned Luca up a babyface anyway so it's logic logic wise it's all set and it's an easy one to pull off and to do so yeah just why not go with it so I think you've just got to have Randy Orton next week or the week after just beat the living crap out of Bray Wyatt in the ring and Mm. then you have Luke Harper come back or something something like that either have Luke Harper versus Randy and then Bray comes out and saves him or vice versa but that'll probably end up getting Luke Harper over more um, which isn't a bad thing, but it kind of um, gets away from where the spotlight should be. But yeah, yeah, the, it needs to it needs to have some kind of way of Randy Orton beating the living crap out of someone in in kind of a vicious fashion. Yeah, we we can't have another two three weeks of the same stuff. Yeah, it, it there's many ways to do it, but for me, it, and for Guy, yeah, absolutely. You know, this is the the time is right. Get it done. You know, it's it's a different story heading into main. It changes that, that that match up. It makes it more talked about. Makes it more interesting. Uh, and then, you know, they keep saying it's the main event of WrestleMania. Then it maybe will be seen as one of the main events because it will be, it will get a better reaction. But um, anyway, we we can go around in circles on this. So let's put SmackDown to bed. It's taking a few of the questions we uh, well, there's a couple of questions that we didn't get to last week. Because we had a pretty uh, packed out show last week. Let's start off with um, something that uh, Nathan Stoker brought up last week. And it's still relevant this week because we've not seen anything of him on TV. But we know that he's been back in house shows and he's back um, active again. And that is uh, Finn Balor. Now, the question being, what's the best use of Finn Balor for his return, obviously, to TV? You know, and who who is built? Oh, sorry, who is being built to dethrone Lesnar post Mania? So, a two part question. Best um, way to bring back Balor, and is it him for for uh, for Lesnar, or or has it got to be someone else? Um, Finn Balor. It it really depends if they're bringing him back. Um. Before Mania or after Mania, because if if it's before Mania, I think the only place you can have him fit in is in this Samoa Joe Seth Rollins Triple H feud. Um, I think that's the only place logically that he fits in. Obviously, he's been feuding with Joe um, on NXT, and then obviously this whole NXT stable. He was the biggest star of NXT probably last year. Um, yeah, that's the only place he fits in there. But after Mania, I, I think. Um, if the Reigns heel turn happens, that's a feud that can happen. 
trying to set up a match, possibly. Well, no, SummerSlam would be too long to have a um, with no champion. But yeah, maybe have a feud with heel Reigns, maybe a number one contendership thing, even though. Kevin Owens has a rematch. Finn Balor has a rematch clause. Um, hell, Rollins probably has one from years back. Daniel Bryan probably still has one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think after Mania, it'll be tough to fit him in because it's all it, there's not many heels um, that are in a position to feud with him other than I don't know Joe Triple H. It it the need the need a big turn for a certain someone that we'll discuss later on. Um, but yeah, it, it's a tough one. I think it'll be. I think he will be after um, Mania. But um, who's being built to beat Lesnar? It's going to be Roman Reigns, isn't it? I mean, you, I think you mentioned it last week. It'll be Conqueror versus Conqueror, won't it? Uh, which it sounds really crap, and we've seen it before. But it's the only. I think it's the only way that which they can means, really do it. Yeah, which means that we're going to get it. Yeah, it, I mean, if it's crap, it's getting done because they had Lesnar beat KO like it, in a couple of minutes at, at the Madison Square Garden live show. So, like, we don't we don't live in the dark ages anymore. We know the we know the results of pop, of uh, big live shows now. So people people will know they're not building Kevin Owens to beat um, Brock. Um, unless they're gonna back someone in a stable, Joe. I don't think Vince will like having a quite chubby bloke beating this roided up athlete. Um, yeah, I think Roman Reigns is the one, which for me is it'd be a bit disappointing. I mean, we've had we've had Reigns v Lesnar. It went as expected. Lesnar battered him, and then it was kind of super scenery-ish with the comeback, and then obviously ended up eventually with Rollins winning. Um, but yeah, what, what about what about Strowman? Oh, could could now now could that be an option? Because it's been starting to get babyface reactions from the crowd. Could that be an option for Lesnar? You know, Strowman after you know the night after after Mania come out on Raw and Strowman just comes out to the ring, stands face to face with him. I think that would get a huge pop. I think. I think it would get a huge reaction, to be fair, but it it kind of annoy me that Strowman's probably going to get fed to Reigns, and then it's just going to end up with Reigns versus Strowman again. But I'd love to see Strowman just come out and just absolutely dominate Lesnar. But physic, like as a spectacle, like the only person you can see as a physical threat on the roster who isn't like I don't know forty plus <laughs> is Strowman. He's the only young big. Giant guy who who actually looks like he could go toe to toe with Brock Lesnar, and I'd love to see that happen. I don't I don't think they'd have Strowman win, but I'd love to see it as an actual like contest rather than Strowman just getting German suplexed. And when they had um, Lesnar versus the Wyatt family, it, it looked like that's what that they were teasing that. And it, I thought I think it I think it'd be good. I think it'd be interesting. It'd be new. Um, well, well, Mark Mark Helloway, um, he he tweeted uh, at PW underscore index as well, and had asked by you know by having the main event of WrestleMania with so many part timers, you know how do they get past the rematch and next opponent opponent with, uh, well it looks like it'll probably be uh, be Lesnar that uh, comes out with yeah. a belt, and 
you know, so the, this is a question that seems to be on a lot of people's minds. And I mean, he, he asked, you know, Reigns, is, is it Reigns? You know, will that go down well? And that's what, you know, we've just discussed that, you know, Roman yeah. Reigns, people have seen it before. Unless there's a character change, people are not going to be happy with that. You know, so Strowman's, I think Strowman's, you know, a left field possibility and, mm. and a kind of way to, maybe fill out a bit of time because there's a couple of pay-per-views to get through before we start getting, uh, you know, things start to get hotted up for, for SummerSlam. Uh, yeah. Pun there for your WWE. <laughs> you can steal that if you wish. Uh, heat analogies for SummerSlam. And so I think I think it's a real possibility because they don't always go straight into serious programs straight after Mania. They do tend to have, you know, short programs and little bits of filler. So I, I'm, you know what? I think I might put my um, my one pound outsider bet on Strowman being the guy that uh, goes uh, nose to nose with Lesnar on the Raw straight after Mania. I I, I, genu- I genuinely love that to happen. I mean, it would allow it would probably have um, an interesting Raw. I mean, if you start off Raw with that, just Brock coming out and just saying, "Yeah, I've be, I've, I've retired Goldberg. I've, I've eventually won the war and all this crap." And then that music just hits, and then he just comes through him like a train, like he did to Reigns. Imagine, imagine Paul Heyman selling Strowman. In a few, that I think that I think that'd work really well. And then, then the question is, what do you do with Reigns? Because where does he go? It's <coughs> there's not much you can do after beating the Undertaker, or possibly beating the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, unless I do triple threat match, which would be. Um, but actually, no, no, that triple threat match is no, definitely no, happening now. I've said it. It's happening. Now, <laughs> said it. Yeah, we we don't we don't need to even think about that. <laughs> so. It's out there now. Vince has heard me. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> but now moving across to uh, a question from Gags, which was basically about the the tag division and the fact that the, there's a real lack of anything to do with the tag teams at WrestleMania when you look through the card. There is literally one tag team title match there, and that is the triple threat. You know, the club versus um, uh, Cesaro and Sheamus versus Enzo and Cass. Although we must not forget, of course, you know, the longest reigning tag team champions in history are, of course, the host of WrestleMania, so that they can <laughs> wheel around in an ice cream uh, bike oh, and sell us ice cream or all that crap, which is so bad. what a waste, what an absolute waste. But hey ho, you know. So what about the, the tag team division? You know, what one tag match at WrestleMania? What you know? What's what what's happened to to that? When when you think back, you know, some of the some of the great tag teams and some of the the prominent roles that tag teams have played in terms of WrestleMania moments, and obviously the, the thing that really stands out for that is, you know, the TLC matches, yeah. Edge and Christian, yeah. you know, with the Hardys and uh, the Dudleys. You know, there's there's been some real standout moments, and it's such a shame because you look through the roster and there's some good tag teams there, but 
what what the hell is going on with the tag team divisions? Ah, it's it's, it's awful. I mean, basically, you've got the club who, uh, I, I, I didn't I didn't watch them in Japan, but they've came in. They've kind of done some really really cheesy, horrible promos, dweebs, dweebs and nerds. Um, but they've, they've been quite entertaining. Um, apart from that whole doctor. What, I can't remember what it was, but they had like pickled eggs in jars when they put Big E on the shelf. I mean, I, that actually pained my eyes to watch that. But yeah, I, I think the club are in, they're right. They're right. They're, they're established tag team. But other than that, look who look who's the look who is um, their opponents. They've got a newly formed tag team who've been putting on really good matches. I mean, Sheamus and Cesaro. They have, they've had instant chemistry for me. Um, they look like a really good tag team, and I hope, I hope they stay with it for a little while. Um, you know, both of them can put on good matches, Cesaro especially. I mean, he, he could easily, if it wasn't for his lack of mic skills, shall we say, he'd easily be a main event talent. Um, and the Sheamus has been a main event talent. Um, but Enzo and Cass, I mean, the shtick is getting rather old rather quickly. I mean, when they first came up, they were hot as hell, and they just didn't capitalise on that. I mean, the Rusev feud were kind of just that was that was the fire extinguished for me. Um, and uh, yeah, I they, think they, something needs they to have a habit of doing too. that to Rusev. Yeah, they have a yeah. habit of doing that with Rusev. Get him hot, and then pour ice over him. You know, yeah. yeah. And it unfortunately that that feud poured ice over both of them. You know, both yeah. sets on that. You know, front. Enzo and Cass got cold. Cass was barely involved. Yeah, <laughs> it was just terrific. You know that what they see is great comedy. No, it really isn't. And and people don't tune in to watch crap sitcoms. They tune in to watch wrestling. You know, little bits of comedy yeah. here and there, great, yeah. But it's got to be done in the right way. What we essentially we want to watch is wrestling. That's why we watch it because we we're mad on watching it, not craply badly acted. Crappy comedy. Oh, the behind the scenes with Rusev and Lana. It's like, oh my god, please get attacked. <laughs> oh, it was awful. It, it was such a bad feud. But yeah, Enzo and Cass, I mean, they're not, I mean, they're not the best workers. They're known for the mic skills, which I said, the, shtack, the shtick is getting boring. And they haven't really put, I I can't remember a really good match with them until the fought the Revival. Um, since they fought the revival on NXT, but I think the revival could have a match with literally like Ryback. Um, that's probably harsh, but screw it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, the tag team's a mess. I mean, you look at SmackDown; that's not even better. I mean, American Alpha's the probably the people who've been affected worst by the brand split. Because yeah. in NXT they were they were the guys. I mean they were the they were dogs bollocks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they weren't just hot. They were white hot, yeah. and they came to SmackDown, and it was ooh, everyone was buzzing that they turned up, and it lasted a week because <laughs> the best the, thing the is Smack- they delayed yeah. the debut, and it was like okay, <laughs> yeah. this is and the was, big this is the new big thing you've got for SmackDown, and you're delaying it by two weeks. It's like what. It's not it's not Emmalina turning back into Emma, is it? It's, no. Well, uh, that was it. There's only the Usos are the only other decent yeah. tag team on there, really. I mean, they <clears> destroyed the Vaud villains, 
who were actually yeah. quite good in NXT. They, they were, yeah, they were an entertaining act. They were never great, but they were they they had the characters, they had their act, and it worked quite well. Mm. But yeah, that's it. Because everybody keeps losing week on week, you know, win lose, win lose, win lose, win lose. Who cares? And that it's the same thing for everyone. It seems. I mean, Heath Slater and Rhino won the first tag team championships on that show. No, that was entertaining. It was, it was, it was. But at the same time, it highlighted how bad the division was. Yeah, it it was, it was fun. It was entertaining. They actually, for once, got behind someone who was getting a reaction. They realised it was working, so they got behind it. You know. If only they'd have done that with Enzo and Cass at the time, they'd have done it with Seth Rollins. When he first came back, he was hot. Instead, they tried to turn him heel. You know, when, when things are hot, go with them. Just mm. go with it. Mm. Instead of fighting against it and saying, no, you could, it's gonna, they're gonna be hot when we decide they're hot, or they're gonna turn when we decide they turn. Just do it. Go with it. It works so well in, in the nineties. It really did. It, it works did. so well to embrace the fan reactions. And now they seem to want to, f- to fight it so much Even of the time. Even the early 2000s, you had, like, you had Evolution just destroying stuff. I mean, I think they bottled the, the first Goldberg run, but you had, like, and I, I, we've spoken on the past, probably off mic, but I'm a huge Kane fan, but when him and, when he, his original unmasking was probably one of the best stories of my childhood. It, it was, oh, it was fantastic writing, and it just kind of, it just kind of flowed. I mean, they kind of screwed it up after the unmasking, but building that up was probably one of the most memorable episodes of Raw I can remember. And then him destroying, like, JR and Eric Bischoff was just pretty damn funny. But, yeah, going with the floor doesn't seem to be a thing anymore. Maybe a little bit on SmackDown, but certainly on Raw. I mean, the crowd just might as well not turn up and just play, like, old um, recorded reaction like they did on... Um, Smackdown. It's just, yeah, it's just crap. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, just back onto the the tags. I know we kind of got off on a bit of a tangent there, but I mean, the revival. You could easily see them coming in after WrestleMania, probably onto SmackDown as well. It's got to be said. Needs to be. <clears throat> they can come in and beat beat American Alpha, win the titles on their first night on SmackDown. That that would make it interesting. People would be interested in that. And then you've instantly got a, a program there, and you know as well that you you are safe in that you're you're going to get good matches because these two teams have worked with each other in NXT. They know each other really really well, and they know how to get the best out of each other. And the the fans will love it; they'll enjoy it. You know, it, it makes perfect sense. So you can pretty much guarantee that won't happen then. <laughs> but on the on the other side of it, on the raw side. Um, rumours abound that a, a blast from the past, and I mentioned it there, you know, some of these prominent moments in WrestleMania history that have, have happened with tag teams. I mean, I, re- I still remember, I think it was WrestleMania 6, I was a big fan of the Hart Foundation. I remember them beating the Bolsheviks in something like 15 seconds. I used to demolition and you know, th- these were big moments that the tag team titles were being defended. It was a big, big thing, and it does seem to have gone off. So a certain team that, uh, well, it was just mentioned, the Hardys, who obviously got themselves pretty damn popular again, a lot of attention around them with this whole um, delete gimmick thing that they created. 
Broken um, Matt Hardy. That's it, Broken best, Matt Hardy. Best thing ever. Yeah. That he's, they've both now left. Uh, they're in dispute with them. They've been taking bookings by all accounts uh, in April, so it won't be WrestleMania where they actually turn up. But there is, who knows, that there is the possibility that, um, you know, again, the Raw straight after Mania is traditionally now becoming a huge, uh, huge show. Um, you, do you think that they might well turn up that night? I can only hope. I mean, obviously people who watch the club in Japan um, versus the Hardys is probably stuff of dreams, especially in tag team wrestling. But I mean, the Hardys will probably go from fighting the Young Bucks, which I think they're doing in Ring of Honor, then possibly a fight in the club. But in terms of a spectacle of a match, I'd love to see them. <clears throat> I'd love to see them versus Sheamus and Cesaro. Uh, in terms of match quality, I think that'd be um, fantastic. Uh, but in terms of nostalgia, I think uh, people who are fans of wider re- uh, West wrestling world would love to see Club versus Hardys. Um, but the dream match for me of Hardys coming back would would be DIY. I mean. Every time, I mean, we've all, uh, DIY put on match of the year uh, last year with the tag team match against the Revival. It, they've put on a good match with the Authors of Pain. It'd be such a fantastic spectacle. I, I'd love it. I, it. If you debuted, but I know it'd probably leave NXT tag teamless. But who cares? <laughs> I want to see it on Raw. I want to see. <laughs> da- I want to see Hardys come out and then D- or DIY come out and then Hardys come out. It'd be it, oh, it'd explode. It'd be absolutely brilliant. It'd be scary good. Now, the, the only thing is is the Hardys are in dispute, uh, in a legal dispute with TNA over over the whole thing because of this, uh, the, the gimmick that they have. The, um, it'll come down to what is actually, what was written into their contract. Um, by all accounts, generally what TNA do is anything that's created, even if you create it yourself, if you create it on TNA television, they will class it as their intellectual property, so you cannot take it on uh, elsewhere without their permission. So, uh, of course, having left them, they'll be denying them that permission. Unless they can resolve this dispute, you know, that that could well be WWE delaying bringing them in to, to wait and find out, maybe see how that one uh, kind of plays out a little bit more. And, and I think they could afford to do that as well, because the Hardys will still get a buzz even if they can't, but but there's a question, Guy. If the Hardys can't bring that broken Matt Hardy gimmick and the delete, you know, how do they come back if they come back to WWE? Do, do they have to change the characters? Do they have to go back to the old Hardys? It would be the most disappointing moment in wrestling history, in probably wrestling history for me, because I'm not, I, I was a fan of TNA back in, probably when AJ Styles was there um, and it was actually good um, but it'd be so disappointing I mean since he debuted the broken gimmick people have won in the Hardys back I mean before that you could give or t- you could get, you could take it or leave him I mean Jeff had a good solo run but I don't think anyone was people were sad that he left but I don't think many people give that much of a shit that he left but They've just just been white hot since this gimmick. I mean, you had the delete, um, final deletion, and you had the stuff with Abyss and I think Psycho Steve or whatever the hell he's called, um, which wasn't as good. But final deletion was it was 
fantastic. I mean, ever since that moment, it's like, oh my god, this needs to be seen by everybody in the world. Um, but yeah, if they can't bring that gimmick back, Vince would just buy TNA just to spite them. Yeah, I mean, it'll probably cost. It'll probably won't cost that much for Vince. Um, but yeah, if they come back, it'll be the old Hardys, and it'll it'll be, it'll just be, it'll still be a good moment, but it'll just be so disappointing. I, I, I don't, I, I kind of don't want it to happen if they can't do the broken stuff. And I think my, I think the Hardys have came on record saying they won't come back if they can't do it, because, well, it it'd just be such a letdown. But WWE's legal team would would. Find a way. I mean, yeah. they've, they've done so much. They have so much power compared to everything else in wrestling. They could, they could just do anything. I'm sure. I'm sure. They'll, I'm sure we'll see the Broken Hardys in in um, WWE. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do hope TNA can kind of sort this out because, as much as anything, it's you know the, these characters and, and the whole thing was was dreamed up by Matt Hardy. It was his brainchild. He's come up with all these creations. You know, yeah. it's 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 pretty poor showing. You know, it, it's piss poor. Let's be fair. To to then deny the guy, um, you know, his own creative. You know, to to bear the fruits from his own creative juices. So yeah. it's uh, yeah. Let let let's hope something can get sorted, and then people can can then see it, and let's you know let people enjoy it because. It was it was a real shame in all this. Is TNA is a mess, and TNA is is just. A, I heard some snippets from from the show they did, and it was it was awful. You know, some of the Not there's Bruce Pritchard on there. They had um, Bobby Lashley. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I would say Zeb Coulter, but um, you know that it was it was uh, Dutch Mantel, I should say. The the promos it it was it was dreadful. It was really, really poor, and and just it's such a shame that a company that was doing fairly well, you know, decided that they had to have Vince Russo on board after say after telling the network that they'd got rid of him, lost the contract, he lost their TV for it, lost a good contract, you know, hemorrhaging money, losing viewers, you know, this really should have been, it really, really should have been um, an alternative to WWE. And give you know give wrestlers and other writers and you know all the other people behind the scenes give them something else other than WWE to go to a bit more of an avenue in 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 the states. So it is a shame because I think WWE needs that that strong competition to get the best out of them, and it's a shame that TNA couldn't be that. So and they they're just such a mess. They just seem to lurch from one pathetic mess to another, and it's. It is a real shame when you look back to what TNA was putting out ten years ago with Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe and AJ Styles and and Christian then at his peak. You know there was yeah. there was just so much good stuff coming out of there, some great matches. It it was an alternative. There was you know something else to see and somewhere else for people to go. So the X Division back in the X Division like probably I don't know probably about, uh, eight ten years ago now was probably. The most talked about division in wrestling from yeah. my limited um, scale of things, but it was, it, when you watch back um, Christopher Daniels versus AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe, that then, was the one match I was just about to say. You took the words out of my yeah, mouth. That, I mean, that match opened my eyes. It really. Yeah. 
and eventually they got rid of the six-sided ring, which kind of made it a bit more ordinary, but if people listen to how wrestlers react to the six-sided ring, it like can, it can like break people. Um, so it was kind of understandable. And then you kind of had the, what was it? I think the eight, it was the aces and eights, that kind of thing happened. Uh, God knows, to be quite honest, I I just it it started to get ridiculous, so I just yeah. stopped watching. I mean, when that when was, that was Hulk quite Hogan, a touch, quite some time ago. When Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff came in, it was like, okay, this might be interesting, and then that kind of just it just exploded like so badly for them. It, it was it was terrible. Towards the end, it was it was absolute comedy. It was terrible. Yeah, it, it is it is a real shame. So let let's. I mean, I hope, I'm hoping TNA do improve and they settle down and they sort this out with the Hardys. And TNA does become a viable alternative to WWE. Like I say, yeah. WWE needs strong competition. And, and I always hope that TNA will become that. I don't think they ever will. Unfortunately, they, they just they seem intent on destroying themselves in, in some it's, way or another. It's just literally as they seem, New Japan now, isn't it? <laughs> well, it. yeah, it, it just as they seem like they... You know they're they're settling down and they're going to go somewhere. They they find a way of, uh, you know, throwing a spanner in their, in their own work. So, but it would it would be good if this could be resolved and fans get the opportunity to see this this broken Hardy and the whole delete thing yeah. on WWE screens and and because it would be entertaining. It certainly would be. Um, one one last subject. Um, and this this is something that I want to talk about because it just. On a side note, slight plug for uh, an article I've written, which is on the Anfield Index uh, website, which is on uh, Roman Reigns, uh, a very cheesy title, Time for Roman to Reign. And I do feel that with Roman Reigns, there is a huge opportunity there for WWE. And they see him as, you know, the, you know, the, the, the next Cena, you know, super Cena character, yeah. that he's the big baby face. The, the fact is, fans are rejecting it. And we've, as we've spoken about years ago, they would go with fans' reaction, run with it, embrace it, and it gave the, as I mentioned in the article, you know, the likes of Stone Cold, they got the character change, the Rock changed characters, and many others besides. It wasn't just them two; there was plenty of others as well, and they embraced it, and it allowed characters to grow, evolve, have some fun, yeah. develop their characters, and the fans enjoy the ride. So there's a big opportunity there. Now, what I'm getting to here is what match should be going on last at WrestleMania because, because, now, logic has it that it's a title match and it's the big one that's, you know, being talked about, which is Lesnar versus Goldberg for the championship. Now, you know, these are two sort of mainstream stars, so that kind of would make the logic sense of them two going on last. But... My feeling is, if it's The Undertaker versus Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns wins, beats The Undertaker, and does has a fully-fledged heel turn, I think that is your that is your WrestleMania moment. That is how you end WrestleMania. Uh, am I onto something, or am I talking crap? It's... It's the only ending I can think of that deserves to be an ending. I mean, I think I'd rather have John Cena proposing to Nikki Bella finish the show than Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. 
Um, but yeah, it it should go on last. And if if we're right in WrestleMania, Roman Reigns does a heel turn, and it, the the smart the smart crowd, which it always is at WrestleMania, will it'll explode. I mean, it'll be the best reaction Roman Reigns has got ever. Um, but it'd be fantastic. But if you put if you put if you look at the other alternatives, you've got the WWE title match where they've not really built it that well. It's a few that we've seen literally a couple of months ago. We've seen Randy Orton versus Bray, and at, at the moment they haven't changed either character. Um, they're both pretty boring, pretty what we've seen in the last four years or so. Um, Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg, the rumours that it's only going to go five minutes, that would be the biggest, crappest um, ending to a WrestleMania I can remember. I, d- I don't think it could go more than five minutes. That's the thing. That entrance Goldberg, is included. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think Goldberg could go five minutes. He and he looks ramp, fantastic. Imagine the size of the ramp at WrestleMania. He's gonna do his <laughs> kick. He's gonna do his punch and his kick, and he's gonna have to crawl the last ten yards. <laughs> <laughs> he look look. He looks fantastic. He's considering the guy's turned fifty. He's yeah. in incredible shape. He really, really is. But ring shape is something different, you know. Yeah. That ring stamina. He was he was never a, 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 a proper wrestler, in ring worker. Anyway, let's face it. Look, he was great at that. WCW nailed his character, and and they it was brilliant. It worked superbly. Yeah. Quick matches, short matches. You did, you know, you you hid his limitations, and you and you made the most of his strengths. His charisma. He had a, a charisma uh, charisma about him. It, it was it was fantastic. It was great. It was hot and everything. But you know, the, a long time since has passed, and the mystique kind of wears off after people see a few more times. You know, the the first time you see him back after a while, it's it's a big pop. The next time, it's still quite big. You know, because he's it's a long time since you've seen him regular. But after a few occasions, yeah, you know, that mystique and that specialness starts to wear off a little bit. And then you start to look a little deeper. Right. What can you actually do? And and sadly, and that's the thing, he cannot compete with some of these younger guys and what they do in ring. He never really could. So, yeah, they're never they're not going to be able to put on some kind of a classic match. The last time they fought WrestleMania, they stunk the joint out and they all got booed out the building. Yeah. Um, the only cheer was Stone Cold giving them both stunners. So the, uh, it's, it, it's you know it's going to be difficult for them to do anything other than a very very short I'd, match. I'd love that to go on first, to be honest. Get it over. Get put whack it on the free show. Imagine that watching that at seven o'clock with your tea. Be great. <laughs> um, rather than four in the morning whilst you're literally on your eighth can of Red Bull, seeing stars. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it it can't go on last. It'll be so bad. Unless you've got Stone Cold coming from Broken Skull Ranch, which is probably, just a small plug, that's the best show on Dave. Um, it, 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 it's, it's can't, it can't go on last. It'll be crap. <laughs> well, what, I mean, what are the other alternatives in... You know, realistically speaking, Mrs. because Cena. <laughs> um, that that's not that is. I mean, obviously Cena's not a mid carder, but yeah, uh, you know, the Miz is a mid carder, and Miz and Maurice versus Cena and um, Nikki Bella. That it's a mid card match. Yeah. Okay, it's it's a personal indulgence. They can have their moment. That's that's for the mid card. 
you've got AJ versus Shane ain't going to last. That's not exactly, you know, that that's going to be there'll be a spectacular stunt in there somewhere. That's not going to be on last. You've got Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens will be a great match. I think that will be the opening match of the night, as Kevin Owens says. If he can't be on last, he always wants to be on first. And I think that will be the first match of the night. So then you start getting down to the title matches. Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, really, you know, that is not going to be on last. You can't have that on last. So you're down to uh, Triple H versus uh, Seth Rollins, is, if that happens. I wouldn't happens. mind that. That would actually yeah. be... Because that's probably got the best story, other than Jericho versus Owens, but it's not going to have the United States title go first. I mean, last. But that's going to have the best story, um, but I can't see it going on last. No, as a, as a story, it hasn't been positioned mm. as, as being the most important thing, though. Yeah, so I don't think, logically speaking, the way that it's being built, that that goes on <laughs> the last. Andrew the Giant's going to go on last. <laughs> Christ, no, that's going to be... That, I, I want that to be in the uh, the pre-show, because I never watched it the pre-show. It was last year, wasn't it, I think? I hope so. And So that's it. You're getting down to uh, Brock, Brock Lesnar and Goldberg, or The Undertaker and yeah. Roman Reigns. Now... If Roman Reigns, if they try and position him as a babyface and he beats The Undertaker, the crowd are going to hate him. They, they already don't like him. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, you know, this is a, the, these are the smart fans, the so-called smart fans that are going to be there. A, a lot of them going to be there at WrestleMania. They're going to crap upon him. You know, there's no two ways about it. They're going to do that anyway. So if you have him go over The Undertaker at WrestleMania and try and maintain the babyface character, they're just going to crap all over it, and it. And you have smart fans on the following Raw as well, so it's not exactly one night or it's off. It's literally twenty four hours after you're getting the same reaction, <laughs> probably just worse in a smaller arena. And then you, well, it's got SmackDown as well on the Tuesday, which will probably be in Florida as well, I imagine. So that'll be another smart crowd. So yeah. you're going to have a smart crowd from NXT Takeover to SmackDown, and it's all probably weekend. just be relentless. They're there all weekend. The people travel from all over the world. It makes for incredible atmosphere. So yeah, it's for me, it's the perfect opportunity to make, you know, make a fully fledged Roman Reigns heel turn. Let him embrace that side of it, and it's. It's just a plain huge opportunity. If that finishes your show, Roman Reigns turning heel, going over The Undertaker, the crowd are going to go nuts, and he will be a huge star. He will he will be the biggest star in the company. No two ways about it. Without the title around his waist, as a heel, doing that, finishing the show, he will come out of it as the biggest star in the company. And is it... Isn't that what they want? You know, yeah. I mean, that's really... what you want to use the Undertaker for. I mean, you don't want Undertaker fighting. Well, you don't want him burying Bray Wyatt, which he did. Um, then you had this. What, who did he fight after Bray? I don't remember. Um, Shane. You had Shane, which was kind. Of, it was. It, it was crap. It, it was a crap match. It had a good moment. But they have wasted Undertaker since the losing of the streak, which, I mean, that, I don't think many people think Brock should have done it. I mean, I think it was a waste of putting over someone yeah, for life. Um, there wasn't, the, yeah, there wasn't an awful lot to gain from that. Imagine if the Undertaker streak was still intact. Yeah. You have 
Roman Reigns as the guy that ends the streak and turns heel. Yeah, that, that's enormous. It just <clears throat> the the potential is there. That is that is such a huge huge opportunity for him to really really sort of delve into his character, add new layers, and really broaden himself out. And for the fans to have some fun, uh, and for them to can, uh, just, it would be huge. Let let him let him be a more authentic character, and then come probably next next year's WrestleMania or somewhere around about that, there'll be an organic babyface turn for him. Let yeah. let the fans decide when they want to get behind him, and when they do want to get behind him, then let them get behind him. And then you've got your star that you wanted all along. You know, it's, it's so simple and, and it just, it's, it's almost incredulous how they just will not go with it and, and let it happen. Let it happen naturally and just embrace it. Embrace the hate, Roman. Thing is, if he's, if he's a heel, it lets someone grow as a face as well. I mean, we've not had a really genuine like over face or a new face should I say since Daniel Bryan and the only reason he got over as a face because he got that popular that people rejected everyone else and Roman Reigns was a casualty was a victim of this I mean it it was it made the royal um Daniel Bryan's royal rumble the, it was so hostile it was amazing um, but we've not they've not replaced Daniel Bryan they've not let anyone try to replace Daniel Bryan in terms of a a genuine grown organic face it's it's just it it needs to happen and Roman's not the guy I mean Kevin Owens probably can't do face I mean you could get him you could get him popular but he's never going to do a face character he's um no I think it's time for Seth Rollins and Finn Balor to grow in that spot really yeah and and Roman Reigns as a heel is, you know, is an opportunity for for something like that to happen. Just, just it just shakes things up a little bit. So <clears throat> yeah, it's I th- I think there's an opportunity and uh, it's an opportunity for WWE, an opportunity for Roman Reigns to do something a bit different and and to really come out of WrestleMania on a high. And, and send them in a slightly new direction that's that's more interesting and more exciting than than pretty much what we've been getting the last three four months. Because yeah. I don't know about you guy, but I, I, it's not really been too entertaining. It's apart a, from <laughs> moments, yeah. Apart from your moments here and there, obviously Owens and Jericho have, have, have been great at times, and we've yeah. had some good bits and pieces here and there. Obviously AJ Styles, but but on the whole, it, it's it's quite mediocre. You watch the three hours for that one good hour, but you don't know which one's going to be the good hour, do you? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, it's an absolute chore to watch Raw, especially. And uh, as you said earlier, SmackDown's getting very, very <laughs> repetitive, and it's almost fo- it's almost following a formula now. Um, and uh, hopefully, the next draft fixes SmackDown because the writings smashing from, in the most part, I mean the tag team division's a bit crap, and the women's division's now falling apart, but if you get a deeper roster on SmackDown, it, it, it'll it'll be fine, especially with the writing, but but Raw, I don't know what you do with that, with the third hour, I mean, they're not going to drop it because they make money off it, but yeah, it's an absolute chore, and then you come up to these big events, and then you kind of, it kind of livens up a little bit, but in between, it's so... 
slow. It's slow. It's so boring. Yeah, it it, it is a shame. Anyway, we we're pretty much out of time here. We've we've managed to stretch it. We've not had as much filler as WWE, but you know, in true WWE fashion, we've managed to stretch it out, guy. Okay? The little advertisement on the bottom right is going. It's telling us to get off the bloody TV. <laughs> right before we uh, before we do disappear off though, uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, just just standard stuff. I'm I'm always on a pod uh, recorded fantasy football. Um, earlier today, which is just me talking about how I tend to be crap most weeks. Um, we're recording an Academy pod at the weekend, I believe, which I should probably know seeing as the most. And uh, the video, uh, the One Up podcast, now has its own Twitter handle, which is um, One Up underscore AI. Um, follow that if you're into video games. Um, uh, we are also going to re- record the uh, 2016 year review. Um, for video games soon. I'm just waiting to uh, get guests together for that. But yeah, um, that's everything from me. How about yourself, Andy? Anything apart from your article? Uh, not too much other than that, yeah. Just if you uh, have a click on that article uh, on Roman Reigns over on the Anfield Index uh, website, uh, or if you you follow the uh, the Pro Wrestling Index on Twitter, at PW underscore index, uh, it'll be on there. I'll make sure it gets another retweet uh, alongside this show as well. So, uh, yeah, just I'm at Andy Armchair if you do want to follow me as well. So, uh, that, that, but that uh, pretty much wraps things up for this week. Um, next week, uh, we hopefully more will be back off his, uh, off his flu ridden bed and, and feeling better. Uh, next week, we are going to do our preview of WrestleMania. Yes, we know there is still a couple of weeks to go before Mania. But we are going to do our full um, card breakdown uh, preview of WrestleMania next week because the week leading up to WrestleMania, we've got a bit of nostalgia and a few other bits and pieces to throw in there as well. So next week is going to be our WrestleMania preview. So make sure you tune in for that. Uh, but until then, uh, I just want to say thanks for for, for a guy stepping in at the last moment there uh, to uh, to make sure the show can still go ahead. Uh, And thanks to all of you for listening and hitting that download button. But until next week, uh, from me, Andy Wales, it's bye-bye now. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.